Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Adnan Shafi, and I'm going to be your host for Pariah Nation today. I'd like to introduce my two guests. These are these are my sisters. Actually, I was not able to get external guests. Why is that? <laughs> Sorry. Why is that? I was not able to get external guests because we are currently under lockdown as a country and pretty much as a planet. <laughs> if I'm not if I'm not wrong. But anyways, we have some some very good, interesting medical inputs to be put here as well. So would you guys just like to briefly introduce yourselves? Hi, um, I'm Asiya Shafi, and I'm Adnan's sister. And what do you study? And I am a second year medical student, and I'm just here to talk about the medical aspects, mainly about what's happening with Corona worldwide. Yeah, that's um, Hi everyone, my name is Fuzia Shafi, uh, Adnan's elder sister. I'm studying business at university, and I'm graduating soon. My purpose today is to speak about whether the panic is just with this current pandemic. Yeah, I think it's it's obviously, I think this is just meant to be more like a discussion. There's no actual debate. We know this is a worldwide crisis, but is that par- panic actually warranted? And as we've seen, we have some medical and business input to put over here because we know that, first of all, the economy is at a standstill. We've seen the stocks have crashed like never before. And we're essentially in an unprecedented sort of situation. We haven't seen something spread like this apart from with the Spanish flu. So obviously, I'd say just first of all, comments on what you've seen so far. This started in November. What was your first reaction to it? I think everyone's reaction was first like, ah, it's going to stay in China. Like none of us really thought that it would become as big of a problem it is now. Especially December when it started getting worse. We're like, oh, it's only... Are restricted to the Wuhan uh, region and then suddenly when it started spreading all over all of us was like whoa now now it can affect us and I think that's the problem because now we saw that it could affect us we started caring whereas before we did not yeah I think just to even add on to that it's like <clears throat> it's 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 kind of weird how we, we all just thought ah oh, this is just some small disease yeah and we're all okay with it because this was in November I remember just hearing about us like ah oh, this is gonna do nothing and then all of a sudden now the whole world is on lockdown and the stocks have crashed. So I think it's kind of... And people are dying, <clears throat> not just stocks. Yeah, people are, people are dying, right? So like, not even that. It's like, I think the reason why I mentioned stocks is because um, those deaths, they speak a lot of volume. So obviously you'll hear, you'll hear that. I think how many people have died now? It's almost 13,000 people. I yeah. So. so I think it's, it's quite <laughs> tough just to, to be able to actually grasp those numbers. What, what was your first opinion about it, Fuzia? Um the same thing as everyone I didn't really think it was serious I heard about the first case in December actually mm-hmm. um, I don't I didn't really think it was serious I thought it would just be you know it would be contained in mm. Wuhan then January came along and we realized how serious it was WHO was very very late in you know declaring it a global pandemic which is why mm. we are here um, also, there were um, people were quite late in restricting flights yeah. from China mm. because that happened, I think it was in February. Yeah. When people mm. started saying, okay, maybe it's a good idea now, China, you should stop um, having a lot of people flying out. And I think that is another cause of as to why it's such a big thing, why it became a pandemic and it spread across continents. It's because we weren't able to contain it properly. We didn't take it seriously. Yeah, I think in a world full of like globalization where you have, for example, flights, you have people using trains every single day and you have people crossing mm-hmm. not just like national like constituencies from one constituency to another. You have people that are crossing international borders, you know, and they're going from one place to another. 
and becomes ex- increasingly stressful for people trying to contain such a virus yeah. because it just becomes it becomes difficult especially when you have flights so i think yeah first of all the who they screwed up really badly <laughs> and also me having been studying in the uk like for a couple of months the uk government really really underestimated the power of this virus so actually let's look at the stats then in that case um what what are the current stats surrounding the virus like how many people have died what, what were the beginning stats like they said it was like 0.2% of people who are actually dying what was what was going on i think it was something like 2% of a fatality yeah the, actually the um 2 out of 10 people are likely to get infected and then mm-hmm. one out of those four one out of four people of those who have been infected are likely to get into critical condition and need ICU yeah um kind of care yeah. those are the kind of stats that we have today um and i think it's what i'm seeing that's kind of worrying for me is that um over time that number has kind of gone up and it's not just kind of gone up if you look at the current mm-hmm. you know rate of recovery compared to the amount of people that are dying i think it's 88% of the people who have gotten the disease that have recovered mm. and then you have um i think it's like how much is that 11% uh, or 12% oh. of people 11 to 12% of the people who have actually died from the virus right so i think it's 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 really it's worrying for me to see that number going up what do you think is the main cause you know um just to add on um yeah? according to the research i did <laughs> uh <laughs> The total deaths as of today was uh, 13,671 in mm-hmm. total from when the pandemic started, which is quite a high number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And like w- people also need to realize that yeah, of course, it's not affecting the young people. And I see a lot of people yeah. with the rhetoric that oh yeah, you know it's not affecting, you know people are healing, it's just like getting a cold. It's not just like getting a cold. Like we've seen from from experience that um what will actually happen when you have this uh, virus of course is that some people describe it as if you're breathing through a plastic bag so who's actually at risk of this you find that old people are actually at risk and i think it's almost 80% of the people who have died are above the age of 50 mm. right and i'm getting all of these stats from i think it's modometer something like that it's a mean yeah what yeah. what what meter right so um, i think Yeah, go on. Can I add additionally yeah. also the people who are affected are the people who are, have compromised immune systems so we can say cancer patients who have weak immune systems. Yeah, chronic illnesses. Yeah, chronic yeah. illnesses, autoimmune illnesses. Mm. People with asthma as well. And you'd be surprised yeah. that's actually quite a big number of our society and I think that's why people aren't taking it seriously because they don't understand how many people have other issues. Um especially mm. in like first world countries and I think also because it's in, um impacting Europe at such a a bit a rapid rate is because again with those kind of countries you have different types of uh diseases for mm. countries that are developing you find it's usually infectious diseases that is the mm. main cause of death whereas other places now you have things like diabetes obesity asthma and all these things are going to infect i mean are going to um in impact how badly you get the disease yeah i think it's i think for me what i what i first thought was that okay fine the disease is spreading show sure, need to actually contain but at first at first I'm not going to lie I thought it was a bit too much It's like oh people locking down mm-hmm. they probably don't know what they're doing but then I actually started seeing the effects it's like a lot of people who refuse um to quarantine like and I'm so sorry to say this but there's a group of people that met in in London last week right not London so what am I saying it's a place called Cheltenham right in next to Birmingham and there was a, a huge event this was last week when the government was pleading for people to not go You know what happened? 
they started testing positive for coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? I'm just like, you know, that unfortunately, it serves you right. Because you are told do not keep up in, you know, big lumps and everything. It's like do not keep in big lumps of people so you don't actually get infected. And actually, apologies, guys. It seems that the bandwidth is going up and down. So just please comment and tell me if, if you're able to hear us properly. If not, we can be able to amend stuff and we can just be able to... Um, just go back to the original state of the audio. So, anyways, what are your what are you guys' comments on that, like um, the self isolation and stuff? I personally think it's selfish for yeah. individuals who are, you know, well and able, mm-hmm. bodied human beings like you know the younger generation to think that it's fair for them to ignore the protocol because, despite the fact that you might not be affected, you can still transmit the disease mm. onto you know your loved ones, your grandparents, people who have weaker immune systems. It's quite selfish, and I think it's also what's hindering. Um, yeah no no go on go on (laughs) sorry guys um i think it's what's hindering you know progress yeah progress because i believe if people followed the rules the orders you know self-isolation be it for a couple of two weeks three weeks even a month just like china honestly i think we could get back to normal i see people complaining on social media oh i want to go back quarantine i'm so bored and i'm just like stay in your house yeah if you stay in your house and ask your friends to stay in their house ask their friends and their mamas to stay in their house this issue will be resolved as quick as possible. Yeah. Please. Yeah. We're, you know, pleading with the general public to be staying in their houses. Self-isolation, I know it might be boring, but please, for the people who can't. Yeah. And the good thing, I mean, we live in a day and age where we have access to everything, you know? So it's not, you can always try keep in touch with people and always keep yourself entertained, you know? Yeah. So I think, even just even speaking on that one second, uh, yeah, so it keeps... I think it keeps going on and off. That's what I'm getting from a couple of people. I just have to check very briefly. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, I think, yeah, just generally speaking, um, when we start, yeah, it starts buffering. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so well, back to the topic at hand. So when we start seeing that people are going out still, especially the young people, and they're going out not just for any other reasons, like because they, they don't think it's like logical. Like you never know that you could actually be a car- carrier, right? Mm. And you could be a young person, right? You will, you will possibly get the virus and you'll try, just chill out for, for like maybe two, three weeks, right? Then you get well, right? Maybe you'll get a really bad cold. But if you give that to an old person, that's the end. Like people don't actually realize that your, your actions are what determine whether someone will actually live or die. Mm-hmm. And look at what Italy did, by the way. This, and this, again, even when it came to like religious leaders and everything... They were encouraging people don't congregate even within mosques and stuff. And like, there's a lot of religious leaders in the mosque. Uh, I mean, in the Muslim community that have said, don't go for Friday prayers, and they've cancelled. But some people are trying to make it like you know, that the, the, there was one mosque that had um, I think it was a hundred people per like per prayer and everything. But even that's still a danger. So I think, and what do you guys think? Uh, how could, for example, a, a country like Italy have actually acted quicker? Like you know, what do you think? I think it's the same thing. People didn't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's go on. Working. Okay. Yeah. People didn't take it seriously. And so, again, also I think there was a lack of um, understanding of what exactly the disease was and how exactly it spreads, where it comes from, and exactly how it would affect you as an individual or others mm-hmm. around you. And, exa- and also how to prevent getting it. And I think that's one thing that people are trying, the WHO is trying to, um, if you look on their Instagram page and their website, they're posting a lot about how to wash your hands and how you should be washing your hands because we don't wash our hands properly. For more than 20 seconds, you make sure you go through the palms, you, you make sure you go underneath your nails because, again, 
underneath your nails is where you find a lot of bacteria and viruses hiding because the soap doesn't get into there. Mm. Um, also, I think if Italy had taken it more seriously, because at that time we didn't take it seriously, because mm. we thought, okay, it's in China, it's in South Korea, that's where it's staying. Um, but the fact that people were, again, not listening to the um, precautions that they were being told to stay away from large places. Again, people were very arrogant, traveling all across Europe. And that's why I think Europe, mm. um, as a continent, we can see it's suffering, I mean, quite a lot compared to... I mean, yeah, compared to any other... Except, you know, I mean, Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Countries, yeah, I think, first of all, let's look at China. They, they, I think they dealt with the situation quite well because they started self-isolating within the first three weeks of this thing. But now look at it. A country like China started self-isolating and how many months has it caused, I mean, how many months has it, you know, taken for them to stop this thing? I mean, they haven't stopped it. I mean, they've closed down the the, the last hospital, like large hospital yeah, dedicated yeah. to coronavirus. Like, I feel like that was very good news. Very but good even news. still, it's not like, then. it's not like there are no new cases, like there's still a few cases popping up here and there. Yeah. But how did they, at least I'd say they've contained it. Yes, they have. They have contained it. So it's how many months did it take months. that? It's taken more than three months, actually, mm-hmm. probably even four, right? Because now we're coming towards the, the end of March, right? Yeah. We're heading into April. So I think, honestly, the world should follow suit. I'm glad at least Kenya for the first time in a while. Actually, for when she really shocked, immediately uh-huh. after um, the first case was uh, announced here in Kenya, what happened? The mm. next day you go to the mall, there's hand sanitizers everywhere. People mm. are wearing gloves. People are wearing masks. Um, the shops mm-hmm. are being disinfected regularly. The trolleys that you're going to, like for example, I, applauding um, Carrefour supermarkets like that, which have taken mm-hmm. it very seriously, ensuring that the safety. Of oh their, my goodness! Hold on. Their workers. We just went off. Mm-hmm. Can someone just restart the Wi-Fi, please? It's not gonna help. Just use someone's internet. Use a safe hotspot. This is so I, weird. My Wi-Fi went off. Already. One second. This is really weird. It's working. I think so. Yeah. Let's go live. <laughs> Come on. Okay, yeah. We're back. We're back. We're back. Wi-Fi is okay. an issue here. Sorry, guys, but... um, Yeah, we just had some, some issues with the connection. But, yeah, I'll show you what we have everything under control now. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get back to the topic. Um, We're talking about how China managed to contain the, the virus itself, right? Um, so... Um, let's actually just track back, right? So, first of all, they started self-isolating within the first few weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So, for them, it was like, it's not like they started guessing or they started delaying. And, of course, yeah, just to the viewers very quickly, if you have any, like, issues with the sound, just please let us know and um, we'll be able to uh, adjust in the future. 
So yeah, just back to back to what we're saying, right? So China was able to self isolate within the first few weeks, right? So look at that the impact that actually had, right? But um, which which countries are suffering the most now? Um, I would it's just like to say I disagree. Mm-hmm. I don't think China did a good job. You don't think so? Because they they didn't know in January they knew earlier. Mm. December, November, last actually yeah. the end of from November. November we can we can argue you know maybe they had the first case they weren't sure what they were dealing with by December they knew. Mm. If I was China, the first thing they should have done was started this lockdown from December. Mm. They already yeah. knew which was a pending issue. They started in January when the cases were off the charts. Mm. Yeah, that's why. And as a result of that, that caused a domino effect. All the three the three million people who left China went around the world globally, and that's mm. why it's spreading as fast as it did. I also believe. Italy took it as a joke as well because, you know, they saw China wasn't taking it seriously. Initially, China didn't even make a statement about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why the WHO also was hesitant to even declare it a pandemic because the Chinese government was not honest. Obviously, mm. I can see as a country why they would do that. However, that's the reason it's impacted and that's why mm. we're here today. That's in this why situation. In this situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, it's... I believe it could have been handled better because also wasn't there the... Um, the doctor in China who first said, "Yeah, this will be serious. I'm going to take it yes. seriously." And, and he, he was silent. And, yeah, we had so <laughs> the government. Do, you know, Chinese yeah. risking their lives going on YouTube videos, yeah. stating this should be taken seriously, urging other countries to take it very seriously. We did not take it seriously. Yeah, actually, yeah. Ashraf agrees with with Fose. He says that China underst- China underestimated the virus. They felt like they could actually contain it. So yeah, I definitely I agree in that sense. Um, at least they thought that they could continue within the first few weeks. Maybe it wasn't that serious, but at least now we we could see that the fast response. Like, I don't think I've ever heard of a country building a hospital, two hospitals mm-hmm. in five days. That was. But think that about it. Insane. They have the manpower. They have the manpower. So now imagine like us African countries. Which exactly. Don't. That you see, that's now where the problem. Yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> when a country doesn't think about the effect that this virus yeah. could have had on others, uh, for first world countries, they're okay with dealing with this situation. You can see Europe. You can see America, China as well. For South developing well. countries like yeah. Af- Kenya, Rwanda, Zimbabwe, we're really struggling. Honestly, we don't yeah. have we don't have the manpower, we don't have the facility, we don't have the funding. Yeah, and I think a lot of people underestimate what we mean by this is a serious thing. So let me just actually explain why it's dangerous to have this coronavirus. And I was watching a video the other day. The problem is not that people are getting sick or that people like will actually like uh like let's say only a few people will die. Although that's the reality. The problem is when people get sick, what what resources do we need to use to make them get better? Exactly. That means that we need to fill up ICU wards, right? So if we look at Italy, they're now having to choose between people to see who gets ICU treatment. And like you're you're probably like I say you've probably like encountered some uh, like how does it actually work the hospital system? Like ICU, how many beds do you, they do they usually have? Are there like priority beds? Like, what's your opinion on that? Or have you not really experienced that yet? We haven't yet reached that stage yet. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So apparently, for their thing in Kenya, in which hospital? Um, for Kenya, we set up the facility at Bagathi, and it has how many beds? With the amount of money and resources we have, we've been able to have a hundred beds. Hundred. So we have a hundred beds, right? We have a hundred. Which we can say we can you know applaud the government for that. However. That is still. It's not. It's not even near. That's not, not adequate. That's not sufficient, and that's yeah. not adequate. Yeah. And when we're also forgetting. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, going back to what you were asking about, when exactly who should be given treatment? Um, like what you were saying in Italy, there's a lot of again elderly people who are getting affected by this disease. Mm-hmm. So now the problem is, should I be treating someone 
who has a lower chance of survival. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. When, and especially with this kind. And that's, again, I mean, it's a very sad story, but at the end of the day, it's a decision that doctors have to make. But again, you can never know, you know, the outcome of someone's treatment. Yeah, I feel like I, people honestly, like they've underestimated, you know, that the, the ICU numbers. And that's the reason why we're self-isolating. Why, why would you go out if you know you're going to get someone sick? That person might have other health issues. And then you might either be sending them to their deaths or you might be sending them to suffering. Right? It becomes really crazy when someone enters the ICU ward and then you hear, oh, I'm sorry, we can't treat you right now because there are other patients that have higher priority. So what's going to happen? And then you can exp- no? you can even um, imagine the kind of impact it has <laughs> on the medical system as well. No. Yeah. Right. Ah, wow. okay. Wow, wow, I wow, saw wow. commenting on I, that. I saw that as well. A lot of people are saying that we're um, actually just read it out. So, okay, Ashraf is telling us that apparently, I'm not sure how verifiable this story is, I but it's not, it's not far fetched <laughs> giving like North Korea's you know, history, but apparently North Korea shot the person that was infected. Like, so they basically just killed them. And yeah. so that's why they don't have any cases. To be honest, I, you know, this is the only time I'll agree with Kim Jong-un. What? No. Whoa. 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 Not in the instance of shooting the individual, but rather how they have maintained isolation from the rest of the world. That is what has saved them it's true. from even being a part of this pandemic. That's where I can applaud him. Not for, I think it's inhumane, obviously, to shoot. <laughs> I mean, inhumane. Gosh, yeah. But again, this is, this is a claim. coronavirus is not a death. For some, it is, but not for all. It's really not a death sentence. I think they dealt with it, you know. But you know, he dealt with it in the best way he could. No, I, d- I don't think that's okay, the best way. You know, we're acting like we actually know. But okay, no, based on the facts as they are, if, I don't think I would like if I was in Kim Jong Un's position. Although, like, I'll probably self-isolate that person. I don't think there's any reason but to But you see, you also need to understand the fact that with some, with a place like North Korea, you don't have people traveling in and out. They, no, I agree with that. So I that agree could with that. Have, that I could possibly that. have been the main reason as to why they don't have any cases now. Mm-hmm. Again, we know his cruel nature, and um, we can choose to believe the claims. Again, we can, their claims, you don't have a physical evidence. But what we can say is North Korea has, is safe. <laughs> safe, very safe. <laughs> very very safe while the rest of the world is suffering we're about to start suffering um i don't think okay let's look at countries that have taken initiative we know rwanda has taken initiative even uganda and, even uganda has taken initiative and like although they have a few cases that are prepared for it right because at this at this rate honestly like it's, it's inevitable that a country is going to come up with a new case because people are traveling all the time especially when you're bringing back residents in even with kenya yeah. Who brought the coronavirus to Kenya? Like, I'm so sorry to like, you know, shout out to that person, but like, you know, no, but they brought it up because they were a student, right? There's that, and also the two um, Spanish, Spanish couple. couple who had also traveled through Dubai. Yeah, yeah. I feel In like fact, it's just um, we're not sure how accurate this information is, but uh, Emirates has cancelled indefinitely. Flights. All flights. They're suspending all flights from the 25th of March. All international flights. Which I think is a very good idea. I believe so as well. Because even though the, um, the UAE has taken all these different types of precautions where you also found out that we had uh, spring break early, schools have been closed, malls have been given a limited amount of time to be open, thorough sterilization of all institutes. Um, numbers are still rising. I think mm. right now it's over 160. Yeah. And you're thinking this is a country that's um, very well funded. They have a good... Uh, healthcare facility and they've done all the all that but still numbers are rising so i think people should just um lock down uh you know what i think is even worse is i think i saw a statistic yesterday i don't have to get it confirmed but i saw bbc tweeted out there's been a new 
record of deaths in Italy. I believe, I think it was over 700 people yeah. actually died yeah. yesterday. For me, that's actually a frightening number, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've seen a country where, for example, there was one church, and I'm not like saying that Christians are bad people or anything. I'm just giving out facts, right? There was one church that was told, do not congregate. And they said, oh, you know, uh, the Lord is our protector, and therefore, you know, we'll continue to congregate. Within that church, they were saying that was one of the main reasons why it actually spread in Italy. And I'm not saying it's the main reason, right? But it, was, it played a pivotal role. Like, I think people just need to also, like, they, they need to come to their own conclusions. Even within Islam, right, the main mosque, like, the most, the holiest site has been closed down, right? And people have, they're considering, like, you know, cancelling major events like, you know, Eid prayers, even though they're, like, two months away from now, right? So I think, like, obviously, um, everyone from every single community actually needs to take a stance. So now we've gone through the virus and everything. And let's actually look at the, 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 the effects on business and uh, just life in general. Let's look at what's actually happened. So, stocks, number one. Any other effects yeah. that you guys can think of? like? Okay, what? so, um, since we were talking about businesses, if we speak about it from the point of view of a developed country, a first world country, I've seen like in the UK, the government is you know paying 80% of the, the wages to the people since they've been forced to stay at home. Mm. However, in Kenya, as of tomorrow, we are going on a mini lockdown. People have <laughs> lost jobs. Mm. Yeah. People have been let go. People are going on unpaid leave. We cannot afford. The government cannot even afford to pay these people. I can say for a first world country, they're dealing with it in a better way because you know they're able to give you know their people these. Mm-hmm. They're able. Yeah, they're able to um help and sustain. Yeah, sustain the individuals. You know, by giving them their wages, paying them paid leave, simple things like even you know um cancelling the taxes for certain months i've seen also they they're no longer asking them to pay for utilities i've seen some areas mm-hmm. however in third world countries like ourselves our government cannot afford to do that our people are suffering more than they already are it's unfortunate business owners and employees are being affected business owners are forced to make the painful decision of you know letting staff go mm. to counter what's happening yeah, and yeah. then the employees, yeah. you know, some of them have lost their jobs. They're going on unpaid leave. They have no source of income. People who are living paycheck to paycheck, you know, are really going through it. Yeah. So I'd, I'd first off, I'd, I'd, I'd hesitate to say or give like crown it the term third world countries just out of like principle. But I'd say uh, a lot of developing countries, right, when they come face to face with such a calamity, obviously you're not going to be able to deal with it in the same way that other economically endowed countries are going to be able to do it. For example, people don't realize it right now, but we're actually in a recession, right? Um, I believe the UK has actually, they, this is the first time it's ever happened in history, but they're asking for a 330 billion pound bailout. So that's like austerity from the government, right? So yeah, what is it, Ashraf was, wait one second, Ashraf is just commenting over here. So the value of stocks are dropping, best solution is to save as much capital as possible to invest at a low price. Yeah, so actually people, as Trump said it, he believes in the V-curve. So he believes this will pass. I do believe it will pass too. And you'll start seeing stock prices go up. But you can't underestimate how much money people have actually lost. Especially the travel agencies and all that. And thinking of countries... Um, exactly. Also, like, for example, I'll, I'll, talk, from, industries. I'll talk from my experience. Because uh, I live in Dubai. What's happened in the UAE, they've closed down all these tourist attractions. So you're talking about all the um, amusement parks... 
um, all these different uh, events that they mm-hmm. usually have. The desert safaris. There were supposed mm-hmm. to be K-pop concerts that were happening, but they didn't. <laughs> but they did not happen. And you're thinking a lot of a lot of people put spent a lot of money yeah. into all these. I mean, that is the UAE's um, apart from oil. Yeah, is um, like their main source, source of, of income. income. They really rely heavily on tourism and tourism and and the fact that so many people can't travel now. There's travel bans. I can't yeah. go back. People cannot go mm. back to yeah. the UAE. You're going to think that now this is the UAE. At least they have something else. The oil that's going to help them. What yeah. about countries like Kenya, where tourism is still a very big part of our yeah, our, primary. our primary income? Mm. So uh, honestly, it's up to the government. They've been given how much by the WHO? Eight billion Kenyan yeah. shillings. I'd also like to go back to that point of how you said that Kenya handled it appropriately. They were quick to respond to what the news was. They were quick to respond and taking I- precautions. I beg to differ. To, okay. I go back, it goes back to how Italy took this as a joke. Um, remember the scandal about three weeks ago when Kenya allowed oh, yeah. a China oh, Southern yeah. airline to come to Kenya mm. with in the 239. Wake of, yeah, yeah, 239 in the wake of the pandemic back in China. And as from my knowledge, from what I know, these people were not quarantined. They were asked to quarantine themselves. Due to the backlash of the people one day to two days later, the government then, you know, light bulb moment. Oh, we need to find the people who are on that flight (laughs) and quarantine them. Due to, I mean, obviously they were unable to find them. They were able, maybe I think maybe to find just 5% of the individuals. (laughs) And I was thinking at that time, how can a government put their people at risk knowing we already, we are already... The suffering thing. we are the poorest of the bunch and when i'm talking about kenya is 90 is it over 90 percent of the population are living below the poverty no, line it's, i think it's 60 percent it's over 60 percent yeah, poverty line but yeah. now poverty what about line, people however the, the lower, lower class yeah. are still the majority yeah yeah the more the than the majority, majority. So for a government to put their people at risk like that knowing fully well we don't have the facilities to even deal with such a pandemic we can uh, we can say you know, had they brought them here and quarantined them at Barathi, the quarantine station, and, you know, monitored them, then we could have said they did something. But for you to allow a plane full of Chinese nationals, and this is not even me being discriminatory, from a place where there's a pandemic, to bring them here to a country that is so poor that we can't even afford to fight it on our own without sponsors, and to put your people at risk was so irresponsible of the yeah. Kenyan government. Yeah, I think... Honestly, like that's one of this one of the lapses in judgment for me. I think there was one plane that also another one came. Was it was it, was it the same one where they took them Italy. to court? Um, those those from Rome. From Rome. And oh, yeah. Was it last week? Yeah. yeah. After Italy was almost on a lockdown, so yeah. you're thinking. Um, so be. <laughs> what what is the issue? Like, what is <laughs> the problem putting one and one together? You know what I find really funny, guys. Um, a lot of people, especially, and I'm so I'm so sorry to say this, but like. I'm not gonna like put Europeans into a bunch, but you see a lot. Actually, I can count Italy as one because they have currently they have a coalition government of two, um, what's it called, right wing parties that are anti immigration, right? So, with all due respect, right, these are the people who are saying you know we don't want immigrants. At the same time, we see people actually going back to in quotes you know countries where their grandparents are and they're escaping their own countries because of a virus. I think one reflection from this that I've actually been able to see is that. When it comes to something like a virus, people should never assume that when immigrants are leaving the country, they just want to go there just because they have reclining seats in the U.S. or whatever. Immigrants have valid reasons for leaving their countries. 
And do I do I say that it's a bad thing, especially when it comes for like when it comes from like war? I don't think it's a bad thing. But now it comes it becomes a different thing when there's a virus. I feel like that's a huge double standard. Like you can't be saying oh, we yeah. don't want immigrants, and then you're the first people to run away. It doesn't really make True. sense. See, I think also mm-hmm. they yeah. Sorry, you were saying. I yeah, was saying on, it shows on. that um you have to really be in someone else's shoes to understand yeah. where they're coming from. Yeah. And I think this is very important and it's a wake up call for all these uh, developed countries that mm. things can happen to you as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, be compassionate. And yeah. I think we thank and God at the moment understand. now we don't have many cases in Africa. And they were asking, well, 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 why is uh isn't Africa are we seeing cases in Africa? <laughs> Maybe it's God, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but that's um at the moment now I think that people just need to um put themselves in everyone else's shoes, especially now the people who are who have lower immunities and the elderly people yeah. and I think just mm. be compassionate and just you know practice decency and do yourself quarantine uh, you know, social distancing and social yeah. distancing and educate going yourself, to your friend's yeah. house social distancing means staying in your have house have a Skype call yeah there's Netflix yeah. party Skype, now <laughs> FaceTime multi-way call WhatsApp everything mm-hmm. yeah I think it's it's yeah people need to start taking notes I realize that it's actually quite quite serious and like a lot of people think now like we'll get into the like the second last part a bit later on um but when we start looking at impacts as well people don't know how serious it is until you realize that a levels and gcse's have yeah. been postponed t- until further notice by the way i don't think there's been given any specific date but let's look at how this actually affects the bigger scheme of things and how the yeah ashraf is telling us yeah please tell everyone to take it seriously for example actually i'll give ashraf story if you don't mind <laughs> But like Ashraf is actually from Singapore and he can't even go back because now people in the airport, you know, people in the airport are sick. So there was literally people who came back to Singapore, right? Yeah, all the front lines are actually suffering. You look at Italy, look at Singapore, all of these other countries that were really affected by it. Like they, they're really struggling. And like it's, it's affecting the world, not just in terms of that, but it's academics. So what happens when you have people who don't do IGCSEs and A-levels properly? You're going to see effects for the next two years automatically. Mm. Why? People are going because to be universities now. yeah, because universities even like uh, applications for like A level schools they have to postpone them now. I heard they're using um predicted, predicted grades, grades, but again for the students, I know yeah. I could I can do a lot much a yeah. lot more better than I would have done. Yeah, they weren't given the chance the to prove exam. themselves. Exactly. Predicted yeah, people are gonna we're gonna have very many ups, upset students, and also it's going to really change the the way the economy fits into mm-hmm. things because now you're going to have. Um, a different sort of like you know the economy is used to having money coming in September because people are paying for school fees because people are coming into the city using flights now so now we can see that the economy the whole world has changed people are graduating small going to work. yeah mm-hmm. and like even um, African Leadership University they've done an online graduation which is it's unprecedented <laughs> like you can't even see anything like that happening um, so I think for, for me, just like what, what reflections do you guys draw from that? And then we'll go on to the panic buying. If it's actually like, you know, reflections, anything at all. <laughs> I mean, I just agree with Ashraf. People need to take it seriously. Yeah. People need to, despite what has happened, you can say the government had mishandled China, hid information. They're not equipped. WHO was late in making the decision. We're here, where we are now because of that. But all, all we can do is move forward. And that is people, please self-isolate take it seriously i don't care if you're two years old three years old 15 you're you're immune you are not invincible in the words of the who general director you're not invincible please Mm. if not for you for the others stay in your houses practice social distancing please Mm. take it seriously 
Yeah, I, I totally. It is no longer a joke. Yeah, um, I think even um, <clears throat> what happened was there was a family that met last week, and this is actually how this is why people you know people are just like ah no 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 but you know you're just here you know my family won't get affected. There is one story, and if I can actually get the link for it, I'll post it on Facebook uh, and like some other links afterwards. But there is one family that met last week, despite being told about social distancing, and there were seven of them. Three of them have now died because of that. So people, people are like, oh no, you know, you know, you shouldn't take it seriously. It's just people, you know, people have actually died from a one family. Imagine having to mourn three out of your seven members because you refuse to listen to advice from qualified officials. Yeah. That shouldn't have happened. But it's, uh, I mean, you can understand and empathize with people, especially, for example, students who are now locked in a country that's, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they have no one, which is, again, that's not an excuse, but people should just be aware, I think, of both yeah. sides. I think it because also comes from uneducation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I can, I can give facts. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so again, people are talking about how, uh, I think people don't understand uh, exactly how the virus works where it came from and how it exactly it's transmitted and who it affects. For example, you hear so many different stories, like for example, just the other day, a girl in Samburu killed herself Gosh. because she thought that she had uh, corona. corona just because she had flu-like symptoms. And so the interesting thing is that you cannot clinically distinguish or differentiate between the flu and corona. Gosh. Yeah. So corona um, came from bats. Uh, most coronaviruses actually the, the primary reservoirs are the bats mm-hmm. and what happened is that there's an intermediate host mm-hmm. this intermediate host can be um, another animal um, for example give me a second <laughs> and they have some interesting animals with interesting names anyways different uh, like secondary animals uh, which are able to which come into contact with for example the feces of the bats and what happens is that this contact now between the intermediate host and the human beings themselves comes through farming market, uh, markets and different mm. animal types of markets, which we see is very prevalent in where? Wuhan. And that's ideally how it began. Mm. People are talking about the bat soup, to be honest, I don't know. I mean, this, <laughs> it is a bat that, it, um, that do host these uh, viruses. And so that's exactly, that's how it came about. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think obviously like, I think within certain aspects, we, we do have to respect culture. But I think when it starts to, to infringe upon, you know, ideals of safety, you need to start looking into whether people should be allowed to eat such animals because mm. it's not the first time it's even Ebola, Ebola came from bats. from bats. You find bats have a lot of viruses. Again, them, they're not affected because, again, they're a different species, different immunity. They're used to that. We're not. So now making us eating that and now crossing that barrier from animal to human is now very dangerous. Yeah. And the fact that people, um, I'll go back to, as to why people are very scared about Corona is because, again, this is a mutated virus. We have never experienced this and hence people are scared because we do not have any immunity. If you get it, again, there's some people who are asymptomatic because they have very strong immune systems. Good for them. For other people who have okay immune systems, you're going to get cold flu-like symptoms. Fever, and again, the fever does not have to be high. 37.5, that's a mild fever and you can still be diagnosed with um, corona. Also feeling uh, like you cannot breathe, you're having an unproductive cough. Those are symptoms, but again, you need to be physically, you need to go through that whole testing with the nasal swab mm. um, to be able to clearly distinguish this as, or say that this is corona. Yeah, I think. So people need to be aware that it's 
you can just have a flu because it's also flu season <laughs> and also people have allergies so that's why they're coughing and that's why yeah. they're sneezing so don't yeah. be quick to call someone yes, uh, to call say, someone out yeah. Yeah. yeah i think um just speaking on that um <clears throat> generally i think that's what makes it more terrifying because you can't really tell the difference between the symptoms exactly and um of course now even when i was on the plane right coming back to kenya because i really had no choice now because i had to like the, the school is basically cancelled um exams are basically online uh so obviously you know you're pushed to coming back to your own, co- own home country before you get locked up in someone else's country right mm-hmm. um so it becomes weird when you start seeing flight attendants right they're wearing masks and gloves i think it was really like it's an apocalyptic scene and like also actually let me go back to this this is we're talking about whether panic is justified or not masks don't help people <laughs> okay so <laughs> talk to us about that so now um the whole thing is you're supposed to make sure that you wash your hands mm-hmm. and you use um you wash your hands properly like we said for 20 seconds and with the proper soap or you have hand sanitizer which has 70 percent alcohol or more why 70 percent is because the coronavirus uh structure actually does have uh lipid and lipid envelope and with the use of the ethanol it can des- uh, destroy that mm. so now um going back to what i was saying and your about question, masks yeah about masks the thing is this is trans it's a droplet infection mm. okay if you're keeping distance from someone that's fine we've heard that corona can actually just uh, live on uh, certain objects for up to a couple hours to two days depending mm. on what kind of surface it is you have if you have um boiling temperatures it outside it can actually kill the virus but again we're always indoors at the mm. and taking that into uh, account but now if you have someone who's coughing in front of you or and you're walking behind them i mean it's a droplet infection you're going to walk into it so isn't it better you have masks as a precaution because again you do not know mm. so i do think um if you're staying indoors there's no need to be wearing masks unless there's somebody infected with you but they should be already being self-quarantined but in relation to the masks again i like i know you you're the medical student i've also read articles right mm. um other health professionals only saying that you should only wear masks if, if you're, you're the, the one who's in, sick. If you're the one who's infected, yes. yes. But now people, I see people going around, they're not even coughing, they're mm-hmm. perfectly fine. And they have masks that look like, like, you know, those cones that they place on the football pitch. Yeah, yeah and now like, the interesting thing is people don't know what masks they should be getting. Yeah. Like, for example, there's the really expensive one. I think that's the only one you can find now because everybody has bought the surgical masks, mm-hmm. the N95. You shouldn't be using that. Why? It has a very thick filtration um, paper. Mm-hmm. And it can affect your breathing. So after a few hours of um, using it, you realize, oh, why am I feeling lightheaded? Why am I feeling <laughs> short, shortness of breath? So I think for the masks thing, it to doesn't... Each to each I mean, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Because at the end of the day, if you feel truly... I mean, <laughs> the other... And when we're also acting like Corona is the only thing that's happening now. People still have other types of um, illnesses. illnesses. And still, people have colds and flus. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to get a cold and flu and then start thinking I have Corona. You know, mm. but if it, whatever makes uh, anyone feel comfortable, I think... But again, in moderation, you're not yeah. going to buy out all. Because again, we need the healthcare yeah. professionals to have yeah. equipment to be able to treat you in the mm-hmm. case that mm-hmm. you find yourself in hospital. Yeah. Um, okay, that's a, yeah, that's a good discussion, just generally speaking on the effects and everything. And then now I just want us to, to sort of delve deeper into this, this idea of like... Um, panic buying. Yeah, panic buying. Do you think, do you think that it's actually like justified? What, what do you define as panic buying? Mm. So... I just define it briefly. I mean, panic buying is buying a lot of, a lot of uh, ingredients, anything that you want from the shops, usually at a very large quantity. Yeah. Panic buying is also when, for example, you feel like 
it's very impromptu you're doing it because mm-hmm. i mean you don't know what's going to happen yeah no i <sighs> yeah sorry you're mm-hmm. saying what are you saying um i can say from the definition that i read panic buying is the action of buying large quantities of a particular product or commodity due to a sudden rise of fears mm. of a forthcoming shortage or price rise in this case it's you know mm. due to a pandemic mm. Um yeah so I think I think I think I think I think what's going to happen is that you're going to find out um so in terms of panic buying okay I can yeah, speak from sorry, the sorry. instance of from what I've been seeing online um like I said it's large buying large quantities I can see in some aspects why people would panic buy and one aspect I think is that misinformation yeah mm. misinformation for one Second of all, um, in the instance of panic buying, we also need to remember that we have healthcare workers, we have people working at these hospitals, mm-hmm. you know, the elderly who can't leave their houses to come and shop when, you know, people are in large crowds. So we end up over buying things we don't need. Like, for example, there was a lady buying milk the other day. <laughs> Too much milk. I mean, milk has an expiry date. She was, she's probably not going to be able to finish all that milk. That's now selfish. That crosses the line of being selfish because mm-hmm. you will not use all that milk. And what will happen? It will spoil. Somebody mm. else could have utilized that better. So I think when we're buying, we need to keep in mind that, you know, it's not just us. We're a whole community. We're, you know, we're each other's keepers. Please keep others in mind. Yeah, I think as we move into the last, like, maybe five, ten minutes of the podcast, I'll probably say my two cents. I think when it comes to panic buying, obviously, we don't know how this is going to last for. Exactly. And I think that it's not unreasonable for someone to buy, let's say, like, tinned food or whatever like something that's gonna last for a long time rice but like flour, when people start buying like boxes Perishable. and boxes of like toilet boxes paper <laughs> of toilet you know? paper it's like okay and this again it comes down to like if you're if you're honestly looking at it from this perspective i mean just the way i was brought up like you don't even need to use toilet paper <laughs> but like if you come down to people who actually use toilet paper right you don't need to be buying that much right because like Regardless of how big your family is, you also need to be cognizant that there are other people. And why am I saying this, right? When it comes to people panicking and they, they end up buying like, oh, four cartons of eggs. They buy, buy so much hand sanitizer and everything. It's like, just use bar soap, which is something that's going to last longer than hand sanitizer. And maybe one or two or three, even whatever, cans of hand sanitizer, right? Be cognizant of the older people, especially. Mm. There's a picture that I saw in Sydney. I think they took it in Sydney. Of an old man standing after all this mayhem had broke loose right so you have an old man standing there and the shelves are empty right as a society who are meant to be caring for each other right i find that highly disrespectful to those people because and i think there's some shops i think iceland um there's a shop that uh said that um they're gonna have a specified hour for people who are disabled, people who are elderly. like, uh, yeah, the elderly people and people who have disabilities as well. So I think that's what should be done by most stores, but also us as community members, we need to step up. If your neighbor is someone old and you know that they can't leave the house, why not help them out? Yeah, I've seen, yeah. I've seen some people, it's like, mm-hmm. don't just be thinking about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And also another meme that went around, it's like people buying all of the soap, you know, for you, for people not, for the coronavirus not to spread, other people have to have soap too. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I also yeah. saw a video of a healthcare worker in the UK who had been working at a hospital, I think for the ICU, and she had worked for over 48 hours. She was in her car crying because she couldn't even buy simple groceries just because the shelves were empty and people had raided the supermarket. That's mm. unfair. Yeah. Yeah. You need to really be thinking about other people. 
Yeah. You need to buy, you know, just what you need for you and your family. We can understand, you know, the panic, you know, you're scared, the country's going on lockdown, you not you don't know what's going to happen, but please think about others as well. Yeah. I think everyone just needs to take a breather and just look at it from a different perspective. Like what is hap- what is happening and like what how is it going to affect me? Yeah. And also and please what remember, can I do? like these mm. health workers are the same ones who will help you when you're infected. They're helping exactly. people who are infected, mm. people who are still sick in the hospital, people mm. who are literally helping the society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need yeah. to, you know, we need to be mindful of these and things. I think the government should also be doing something to help support these individuals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Healthcare, because the healthcare system is taking a big hit because you're thinking, okay, yes, we're putting all our resources or most of our resources into what? Uh, corona. Accidents mm. are still happening. The ICU is filled with people with coronavirus, but what's happening to other people, patients yeah, who people, need to um, yeah. get critical care uh, treatment? <laughs> yeah. Again, um, this is all just... I think it needs to come out. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll speak on two points and then perhaps we can close off. Um, when it comes down to ICU, yeah, people are still having accidents. People are still, God forbid, falling off of high places. People are still getting knocked. People are still having heart attacks. People are still having strokes. So when you have people full of coronavirus, I mean, yeah, coronavirus. Uh, uh, sorry, not full of coronavirus. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> but when you have hospitals that are quite literally full of people yeah. of, that have coronavirus, you don't have space for these people who have strokes and who generally also need it. So I think that's one of the other things that people forget. Then the last thing, I think one of my reflections from this is that we've seen two intrinsic characteristics of human beings from this right you have the people who are selfish in the sense that the only thing about them sells when they want to take too many things from the shops you find that the shops the, all of the shelves have cleared right then what happens the worst of the worst of the people that have come out from this right? and i think those people really need to reflect on their lives and they must bear the costs whether it's through um you know, whether it's through prison time or whether it's through pain for whatever they have done. There's people who have gone and they've been panic buying. Then what you know what they're doing? They're going to put it on Amazon. There's one guy in the US who they're bought... They're selling them. Yeah, they're yeah. selling them at, at higher prices. prices. High tent prices. Wow. Absolutely Un- disgusting. high. I think it's, so, yeah, yeah, to take advantage of people's fears. <laughs> no, that's an I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. um... We also need to keep, you know, these people who are affected in our prayers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And then um, because, um, you know, these people are really going through it. Quarantine it is not you. fun. Yeah, it could be you. It could be your family. We just need to, you know, we need to find our humanity. Please learn to be compassionate, empathetic, sympathetic. Try and practice, you know, kindness in times like this because people really need it. Yeah. And I think also one thing people need to stop uh, discriminating against uh, oh, Chinese. Yes, yeah. the Chinese. Or everyone yes. has the virus. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Because I mean, that, you're, you're yes. hearing a lot of cases of people actually getting beaten up mm-hmm. oh, by, yeah, yeah, yeah. by students, yes. by anyone. People getting um, you know, racial slurs again yeah. are increasing to that. Again, like, what what is it going to do? You know? Yeah. Like, what is the what benefit do you get out of this? What, yeah, no, just thinking, just thinking more on that. Um, <clears throat> I think when it comes down to it, when it, when it comes down to it, um, you start seeing that, um, um, you know, human beings, we, we set so many values, whether it's through religion, right? Uh, we be- believe those are divine values, or we believe that um, <clears throat> there are other values that are being set by society themselves. And then we go back with those. You know, you hear people saying, oh, you need to be kind. Don't be so selfish. But when it comes to 
you know, uh, when it comes to, you know, you looking out for yourself, I'll refer to a very famous philosopher called Thomas Hobbes. He talks about the state of nature. He said the state of nature is a state of war. And for me, that has been proved today because you see people who are inherently selfish. They don't care about the person, the old grandma who's living across the street. They'd rather have five cartons of eggs to themselves rather than have that person have at least one of them. So from this, I've learned that human beings are inherently selfish. And there are a few, right, who are willing to stick to the values that they set within society. That's my opinion. Again, those who are entrepreneurs, in quotes, are what I'll call them is opportunists, right? But then they, they must be dealt with in a specific certain way. And they must bear the cost, whether it's through price or prison. I think they must bear that cost, right? So in closing, any other closing statements from anyone else? In closing, we all just need to be understanding. Mm-hmm. We can understand, you know, the whole panic buying. Yes, it is a pandemic. Yes, you know, it is serious. Yes, your country is going on lockdown. Be understanding. Be kind as well. You know, the issue of the Chinese, especially here in Kenya, I've seen it firsthand. Mm. We need to mm. stop discriminating against them. It's, mm. it's unethical. It's just plain wrong. What we need to do is focus on working together, staying at home, social distancing, so that we can go back to our lives as normal. It yeah. all depends on us. We have been asked to stay at home. You know, do, do what you need to do, wash your hands, be clean, you know, maintain, you know, um, a certain level of sanitization. So please, again, we will urge the public, anyone who's listening to this, please stay in your homes, practice social mm. distancing, self-isolate. It might be difficult, but how you deal with this situation now depends on how long we'll be in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, anyways, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, um, okay, okay. Can I oh, say something? Did you? Yes. Sorry, sorry. Please. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I totally forgot. Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, mine is just very short. Uh, in closing, I think um, having discussions, again, with people is very important. Um, making sure that you spread the message about, uh, again, just self-quarantining, making sure that you don't have... Um, making sure that you abide by your country's uh, laws. I mean, mm. there's places like Malaysia where it's a complete lockdown. Um, the UK tomorrow, uh, there's going to be the lockdown put in place. I think uh, just make sure that, you know, just be, I just, just, I mean, just be compassionate. I think that's my main thing. Mm. And also please just be keeping up with, up to date to the news, uh, with the news. Because again, we're hearing good things. For example, um, they're seeing that anti-malarial drugs such as chlorocaine, is um yeah. actually uh helping yeah, yeah yeah it's actually uh helping and again it's a race with all these scientists <laughs> to find them the yeah, cure but again yeah. um we should expect things to get worse before they get better and that's just i think and the reality people need to understand yeah. and accept because um, a lot of us in africa i can say or rather from in kenya just because we don't have many cases a lot of people are saying it's fake it can't you know it can't reach us that's a oh, yeah. pe- that's a western disease and i think maybe may- making sure that people are getting educated and having social media yeah. give people this information that they need to know exactly what is the corona how can it be uh, prevented and how can you stop the spread i think mm-hmm. education is the, the most key. important yeah. uh, aspect yeah. in this um you want to say something before you end no i just want to you know emphasize on what you said Please educate yourselves. This disease and is educate pre- others. yeah, and educate mm. others. This disease is preventable. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um. So in in closing, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you <coughs> as for, for having us. Nation, exactly. As you notice, the the sphere has kind of changed. We had planned to have some guests, um, from Cardiff originally, uh, coming the next week. But even within Kenya, it's kind of hard to. 
I mean, I think we're going to go into lockdown pretty much very soon. So you'll be seeing quite a few of solo podcasts, maybe like, you know, 10 minute updates or like, you know, something just coming out once in a while. I will still be active on Instagram, LinkedIn, um, on TikTok as well. Please be sure to catch us over there. Without further ado, I just want to wish everyone, you know, a happy, um, you know, a good evening, actually. And like, just I hope everyone takes care of themselves. And keep safe. And yeah. Keep, keep safe. Keep your, uh, your grandparents safe as well. Self-isolate. Yeah, the elderly. Take care of your neighbors, be compassionate, and that's pretty much it for me. Thank you guys so much, and I'll see you next time.